Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. When children love learning, they can tackle any challenge life throws at them. Sylvan's insight assessment can help you determine if your child is ready for what's ahead. It can also identify gaps in learning and point out areas that could be of concern for your child so they can tackle what's to come. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. Welcome back into the podcast we like to call From the Podium, where you get to hear from your Kansas City Chiefs. I'm Steven Serta, host and audio producer of the Arrowhead Pride Podcast Network. Chiefs are still preparing for the final preseason game Friday night at Arrowhead Stadium against the Minnesota Vikings. Got to hear from the coordinators today ahead of practice. We'll hear from Chiefs Offensive Coordinator Eric Bieniemy, followed by Defensive Coordinator Steve Spagnolo, then Special Teams Coordinator Dave Tobe, followed by Chiefs Rookie Center Creed Humphrey. We'll go in that order, starting with Chiefs Offensive Coordinator Eric Bieniemy, then Defensive Coordinator Steve Spagnolo. We'll take a quick timeout, and then when we get back, you'll hear from Special Teams Coordinator Dave Tobe, followed by Center Creed Humphrey. Here's Chiefs OC Eric Bieniemy. All right. Good afternoon. How y'all doing? It's good seeing everyone. It's first of all, it's, it's good to be back after taking two West Coast trips. <laughs> guys have played hard. They found a way to win games, and I think that the guys are starting to hit their stride. We're not quite perfect, but obviously this is what training camp is about, and we continue to work towards all the little things that we got to fix. But it feels good knowing that we will be lining up in Arrowhead Stadium and playing on our home field. So with that said, I'm all ears. Well, I think it helps all of them. It helps Pat, it helps the O-line, because they're still developing that chemistry. One thing that we always talk about is the importance of over-communicating clarity, good, bad, or indifferent. Long as the communication is there and everybody's on the same page, we will always find a way to make it right. But we got to continue working on that, and that's an aspect of when you got young players up front. So you want to make sure you're continuing that continuity and building that chemistry so guys would know exactly what to do and how to handle those situations once the season kicks off. You mentioned yesterday that McColl had to step in at the last moment in the, in the Tyree Kill role, and there was some miscommunication that went into that. Just how challenging is it at the last minute to switch mentally right into what he, everything that he did? You know what? It's, it, it happens, but the thing is, is when it's all said and done with, we expect all of our players to perform at a certain level. Now, when it's all said and done with, Patton and McColl, they will always find a way to work through everything. You know, I know we wasn't quite where we needed to be, but when it's all said and done, with those guys found a way to make it happen together. And that's the beauty of, of training camp. That's the beauty of having a preseason because just like we discussed, life happens. So now what are we going to do when presented with those situations and how are we going to handle it? So I'm glad that situation happened because now we can turn that into a positive moving forward. Following up on that, obviously, I, I would assume that your receivers, they do, they are responsible for knowing each position. Oh, yeah. Play slot oh, yeah. Um, but to that point, how many tight ends are you looking to keep? And do you think Jordy Fortson has his blocking 
been for you this, uh, this preseason? You know what? I'm satisfied and I'm pleased with what the tight ends have done. Those guys have done a great job. Now, when it's all said and done with, as far as the numbers are concerned, obviously Coach Reed, Brett Veach, our GM, they're going to sit down and have that discussion. When it's all said and done with, I don't want to release anybody. You know, and that's the tough part about being in this position because not only do you get attached to the player because we spend so much time with them, but also you get attached to the person. You know, there's relationships that are developed here. And so it's hard watching those guys leave. But I understand that the profession that we chose and those tough decisions have to be made. But when it's all said and done with, I want to keep everyone because everyone in this building can give us the opportunity to pursue our goals. When you talk about, when you talk about um, how you coach your backups to be starters, those that are second and third string and obviously won't make the team, what have you seen from those players that they were to put on film? I've seen our guys step up and do some things that, that are very impressive. Obviously, with those guys having an opportunity to drive the length of the field the last two games or so to put in some, some productive uh, uh, play time, but also put us in position to make sure we're either winning the game or securing the win. That's been very satisfying, and I can't complain. Our coaching staff is doing a heck of a job with those guys, but on top of that, the players are stepping up to the plate and making things happen when called upon. And those are the things that you get excited about when you're, when you're teaching and coaching. You want to see these players respond in those heated moments. Jerick McKinnon, obviously you've watched some video of him before he got here, but you learned anything about him and being around him for a few weeks now? Oh, yeah. I learned a lot about Jerick. In fact, uh, I remember Jarek when he came out, out of college, and uh, we spent a lot of time with him at the Combine, and uh, he was one of those players that did, it, did everything. I think he played a little option quarterback. He played running back. He played defensive back. So you, we've had him on our radar for a while. But, uh, you know, he's a savvy veteran that's just, you know, uh, uh, very good at a lot of things, and that's the thing that makes him valuable, okay, because he brings a tremendous amount of experience, on top of that, he's a heck of a football player that happens to play the running back position. And so those are the things that are intriguing. We love what he's bringing to the table. We love how he works in the classroom. But on top of that, what he's doing out there on the field as well. Derek, what's that fight like between some of those receivers that are kind of the friends like Maurice Fountain, uh, Marcus Kemp, and Joey Torch, and players like that, and the back and forth you have with Dave Tobin, like, I really like these guys. I want to keep them. But... I know effort on the field is one thing, but yeah. just how competitive is that knowing that they're kind of at that fringe? Oh, there's always a fight. <laughs> but uh, one thing that we express to all these guys, and, and, and one thing when I talk to these young, these young guys as far as rookies and players that are trying to make our roster, I always remind them there's an imaginary sign outside that door. That imaginary sign says hiring all applicants. And I remind them every single day that you're in this building, make sure that you're interviewing for a job. And so if you're interviewing for a job, guess what? All right, if you're good enough, you're going to make it. On top of that, if you put the right stuff on tape, guess what? You'll have an opportunity to make, make it somewhere else. I want to ask you about Creed. We're talking to him a little bit later. I think it's almost funny for a rookie. So we've seen him in with the first team, get a lot of work with him. What have you seen from him for a young player that gives you that confidence that he can <laughs> You know what? Creed is a unique individual that plays hard, he does a heck of a job of, uh, of making things happen. And on top of that, he can run in space. So I love what Creed brings to the table. 
Uh, I like the fact that him and uh, Pat are developing their chemistry. They're doing a lot of communicating. And the thing about it, he's doing a great job of making sure that he's getting the proper information <laughs> to the O-line. And that's one of the most stressful things about being an offensive center in this business is making the right calls. And at the end of the day, when it's all said and done, we just want him to make a call. Just be verbal with everything. But as far as Creed as a player and as a person, he's very energized when he's out on that field. He does not like making mistakes. And the only thing he wants to do is make sure that he's doing it the right way. Coach, we talked about numbers. Uh, obviously, Donald Thompson uh, start training camp off was in the COVID protocol. What have you seen from him over the last two ball games? Obviously, it's a numbers game, so we don't know how many running backs you're going to keep. But going into Friday's game, what are you hoping more to see from him as well? Well, first of all, Darwin's been playing his tail off. We expected Darwin to be exactly where he is. He's a tough, competitive football player that doesn't take anything for granted. He understands what it means to play on special teams, and he understands that if he is going to be on this team, that's a very important role. But he also understands the importance of when he has an opportunity to uh, make the very most of it, you know, it's time for him to go out there and produce. I think he's done a heck of a job with that the past few weeks. The only thing I, I've told him is just keep your feet on the ground, man. Stop jumping. <laughs> you know, stop jumping. <laughs> he might knock himself out landing on his head. <laughs> Well, I'm, I'm hoping we can coach it out of him because the last thing I want him to do, and like I told him, this sound bad coming from a short guy myself, okay? He's the shortest guy on the football field. There shouldn't be any way that they should be able to get underneath your pad level if you drop your shoulder on them. So don't worry about jumping. You're exposing yourself, and then you can lose control. So, but I will say this. Darwin is a hell of a competitor. Competitor. He plays hard, he plays fast, and he loves what he does. He loves the game. Reese Fountain's a guy that came back from his ankle injury, shows up in May for just a tryout, and it seems like he's done nothing but make plays since. I saw him make a one-handed grab yesterday. What has he really shown you, you know, since you got here? You know what, Maurice is just what we've just uh, discussed. He's one of those kids that does not want to take anything for granted. The only thing Maurice wants to know is what can he do better. You know, and the biggest thing that Coach Joe Blamire, myself, Coach Reed have all talked to him about, just making sure that he can fine-tune three little aspects of his game each and every day. The kid works hard. On top of that, he's a smart player. And then, obviously, you've seen the fruits of his labor because what he's done in practice is showing up on game day. And we see it each and every day. And it's because he's invested in himself but also invested in that playbook. And then when it has an opportunity to make that play, he just goes up and, and, and makes it. But the kid is a great kid, proud of the things that he's done so far, and we're just going to keep evaluating it. Well, we're seeing, obviously, teams always study the team that has success against you. So we're expecting that. And on top of that, one thing that we just have to prove is that we have the patience to drive the length of the field. So obviously, we've, we've changed the line of scrimmage with the people that we brought in. Uh, we're expecting to run the ball a little bit more, obviously. But also, too, we're just telling our quarterbacks, take, what's, take what is given, okay? Be patient. 
They want to play everything from the back end, no problem. Let's make sure we're taking everything underneath. Now we can catch and get north and south. We got some dynamic football players on our team who can make things happen when that ball is in their hands. We, as a staff, just got to understand sometimes it's, it's okay to drive 16 plays and score a touchdown, but I do also understand that we love scoring in a two-play drive as well. But we just got to be patient, poised, and just make sure that we can sustain drives, but more importantly, finish them. Now, I know you're a running back first guy, of course. <laughs> <laughs> but is that going to be, is that a point of emphasis going into the season? Well, yes. I mean, obviously it is because one thing that makes a great passing game is a run game. You know what I mean? And so they both complement each other. And so obviously, yes, we would love to run the ball efficiently and more effectively. But also, too, when throwing the ball, we just got to make sure that we're poised and that we take what is given. The 53-man cut down is such a numbers game, considering how last season ended. Just how much consideration is there to maybe keeping an extra offensive lineman, making sure you guys have five players worth of depth um, if something were to happen? You know what? And, and I'll sit here and I'll say this. Right now, that's the furthest thing from my mind because I'm going to lead that, those discussions up to Coach Reed and, and, and Veach. Let them handle that. I'm going to coach these guys up and make sure that they're ready to play, you know, in this preseason game. That way they can be at their best when their best is expected. Okay? You guys, I'm sorry. sorry. Um, I just want to clarify what you just said. You said run the ball more efficiently, more effectively. Do you also anticipate running it more often? Well, I mean, if, if, you're, if you're running the ball, you expect to run it efficiently and effectively, meaning we're being productive more than anything. So ideally, you know, we consider a slant route as a run game throw, you know what I mean? So, but we love what we do and what we're bringing to the table. I'm not going to sit here and say, hey, we're going to run the ball X amount of times or we're going to pass the ball X amount of times. We want to do what is best for us on any given day in any given moment to help us to accomplish the goal. Thank you. All right. Thank you. Y'all take care. Morning, morning. I had to check my watch, make sure I was saying morning, not afternoon. <laughs> Yeah, before 12, yeah. Good to see everybody. Um, we just got through our walkthrough, getting ready to go out to do a Thursday practice, and with that, I'll open it up. Coach, you had five sacks on Friday. How good is the pass rush this offseason? Yeah, I mean, I, listen, that's like I told the guys. I mean, let's not be deceived. Um, they didn't have all their top guys in there. Um, I'm glad that it happened. You know, hopefully it gives us a little bit of momentum going forward, but let's see what happens in this next game. and all the games after that. They don't count, unfortunately, in the preseason games. You were kind of curious going into the season, it seemed like how your cornerback situation was, was going to work out. Going into, I think it was many games. Yeah. How do you feel like it's playing out? Well, I think Mike's done a nice job, and obviously you can see that we feel that way because he's been working with the first group a lot. I think DeAndre Baker is still kind of working through that injury. That was a tough one. Uh, but I, I think he's getting better. Uh, Bo Keys has shown some bright spots. Chris, Chris Lammons is doing a terrific job on special teams, and he, he shows up. For, I, it's good to have a bunch of guys to work with and uh, pick from, but still got a little bit of ways, and then we'll figure it out, you know, in the next week. That's a good question. Um, listen, I think he's been really effective there, um, and then rather than change two spots, change one, but we'll see. I mean, a lot of that will be dictated by how we do going forward, and it might change week to week, just depending on who we're playing. Steve, uh, what did you not see from Taco? 
You know, uh, listen, uh, those are hard decisions, first of all. Um, like when I texted him yesterday, because I didn't get a chance to see him in the morning. Um, but I did text him to remember that he helped us win an AFC championship. And sometimes this happens in the league. Um, but I think more than anything, I think some of the other guys jumped up and did a nice job. And I think what was good, I thought Brett made a good point. We give Taco a chance to maybe catch on with another team. So I wish him the best. Yeah. You talking about guys like Harris? Well, I mean, you got the, the next group of guys there is you got Damone, you got Tim, you got Josh, right? You got a bunch of guys battling for positions. And um, we just thought it would be if we knew we were going to go this direction. I mean, you'd have to ask Brett, but I think he felt like this would be help Taco a little bit. What about Mike Dana? Yeah. Yeah, I think Mike, listen, I've talked about Mike a lot. I mean, you guys know how I feel about him, his intelligence, his natural ability. I think what Coach Daly and uh, and Terry Braden do with him is outstanding. I've just seen him. I mean, you're talking about a guy that was at Central Michigan that went to Michigan for a year, one year, and he just keeps doing this. And if he can keep doing that, I think he's going to help us. Steve, I want to ask you about Juan Thornhill. Um, heck of a play on the ball there. Yeah. Is that needed for his confidence? Uh, absolutely. I think for any DBs. You guys see that in slow motion? <laughs> I did. I pulled off the TV cop. That was really – sometimes – you'd have to ask DBs this, but sometimes – I don't want to say easy, but guys make that catch more than they do the right? The one that takes a little bit of time to think about. I mean, he just reacted and snatched it right out of the air. I thought it was a great play. And I, I think that I do think it'll help his confidence. I'm sorry? Nothing's changed, you know. Uh, I mean, we're still working our way through where we're going to be with that. But I, I mean, one play wouldn't change. It was a hell of a play. Going back to the beginning of training camp, Juan was actually here with the rookies and the quarterbacks. Yep. Um, what was the like long-term training camp plan for Thornhill coming in? Was it always just to get him as many repetitions as, as possible? Yeah, you know, if you remember, you missed all the OTA time. And I, Juan and I talked. I thought that set, set him back a little bit mentally. Um, we, don't, we have a few wrinkles here and there. And, and so in, while that's happening, other guys are out there performing. Um, and you want to reward those guys. So we've got a few guys there. We've got to figure out who, where, when, who starts, who doesn't. Um, and that's what the training camp's for. We've got one more game. You mentioned tackling is something that you wanted to pay attention to in training camp. What have you seen since you did? Yeah, it's been um, – I think it's been pretty good. I think there's always room for improvement there. Uh, we had less missed tackles this past game than we did the previous, so that's a good sign. But the thing I um, – presented to the guys early on was no preseason games last year. We opened up against Houston. I think we had like 14 missed tackles. Whatever that number was, it was really high. And then it slowly went down. Uh, but we don't want to be like that in the first regular season game this year. We'd like to get it down now and be tackling, making, uh, be, tackling the, be the best tackling unit we can be on the game one. That's what we're trying to do. Last year, a couple of weeks ago, about the iron sharpening between during the one on ones. With what you've seen, obviously they they were able to you know display. I know you said that they didn't have the starters. That's not you all's fault. Yeah. Uh, but what you saw from that defensive line, I mean, are, are it, what can they work on? What can they improve from what they did? In that yeah, I, I'll tell. Listen, I'll, I'm going to answer. This might be off the side. I'm not trying to avoid the question, but this is what I said to the guys. Um, whatever, two days ago. And I thought that that was a – what I was impressed most with was the unit play. And what I meant by that was I, I, I saw 11 guys on however many plays that was playing together. To me, 
that's how you can be an effective defense. So even though it showed up as sacks, there probably was something good being done on the back end. Um, I thought guys were pretty mentally in tune. The, the mindset was right for a second preseason game um, on an away game, the travel, the whole thing. So I think the whole unit, I, I just hope that continues. Because <laughs> if we play good unit defensive football, we can be pretty good in my opinion. Coach, have you seen uh, enough from Nick Bolton from game one to game two? And has he progressed? Yeah, I didn't get as he didn't get as many reps in the second game. That was probably because we had some guys healthy. Um, we anticipate he'll get a good dose this coming game and keep him on that same trajectory as he's been on. In that linebacker group, you know, last year I think you only kept four starting the season, and it's a lot of the same faces with Nick in there. Yeah. How much has that experience helped, and how how deeper do you feel like that unit is? Now? Well, we lost Damian Wilson. Um, so there's one reduced, and then so it feels like the same numbers, just a different body. Um, so the, the depth is, it just depends on what package we're in, whether we have depth or don't have depth, right? Um, and that's dictated by what offenses do. This offense is going to be in a lot of what we, you know, the two tight ends and a, and a fullback and the whole thing. So we're going to need, you know, three. And I'm, I'm glad uh, that we're facing this kind of offense because a couple of weeks from now, um, we know what Cleveland likes to do with it, so we'll okay. see how we you do it. You talked about uh, seeing what, how guys function between the whistle and the snap. That was one of your main things. You remembered that. Yeah. <laughs> I thought they did a good job. I mean, I w again, I, it's been really good. It's worked out good. Arizona went no huddle. And the first, you know, the first game we played, I can't remember who played the first game. Yeah, San Francisco. They didn't do that. <laughs> so it was good to get some no huddle. I, we operated really well except for one situation but we needed that whistle the snap um maybe we'll get some of that i mean in the preseason game minnesota ran one or two no huddles not not in a two-minute deal uh hope they do it again are you I'm, looking at more of your young guys or is it just as a whole I, as a whole i mean I, when we when that happens to us the guy that unwinds it all is hitch hitch and uh tyron um and to have those but then when the young guys get in there i was interested to see how that was going to happen i thought they functioned pretty good say it again How has Kendall been looking? oh kendall yeah josh 59. i tell you he's a uh he got some natural ability uh got a ways to go he's a young guy um he, you know for as big as he is six five or six six whatever he is they're all big to me right um but he's a great knee bender like, he can bend. Like, if you watch him um, for a big, tall guy, and hopefully that'll translate into some good football. I think Brendan and Terry are doing a great job with him, too. Now, understanding he's missed a little bit of time, just um, how or what tells you that maybe Willie Gay is ready for his expanded role potentially as a Yeah, well, a little bit of that's based on last year. Um, he loves the game of football. Listen, that guy goes in there. The energy level goes like that. Um, and he's done things. He's been working with Matt. And mentally, he's so far advanced from where he was a year ago. No OTAs. We already talked about that, right? Um, and hopefully that'll get have him hit the ground running in game one and not learning as he goes like he kind of did last year. With everything that you're trying to add on to the defense this year, how many roles does a guy like Dan Sorensen have going mm -hmm. from the safety down to the linebacker? And how much of that is perhaps going to expand even this year? Yeah, you know, I don't know that people realize how tough that is in the in the course of the game. The first thing Dan has to remember is what are we in, like what package are we in? Like in between whistle the snap. Right. And so I always make sure whoever's going in, go to Dan first. You know, tell him he's a linebacker now, tell him he's a safety now. Um I he's but you know, he does a great job with that. 
Um, I don't, you know, as far as expanding it, I'm not sure. I'd like to get some other guys involved, but uh, we're sure glad we got him because he, he's like the Army Swiss knife for us in, in that regard. Thank Good? You. All right, thanks. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity, but giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's Insight Assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You just heard from Chiefs Offensive Coordinator Eric Bieniemy and Defensive Coordinator Steve Spagnolo. We're going to wrap things up with Special Teams Coordinator Dave Tobe, followed by Rookie Center Creed Humphrey. Coach, you spent a lot of time over the last couple of weeks uh, taking a look at what you had at returner. Do you anticipate doing the same thing for the preseason finale? Yeah, yeah, pretty much the same thing. Uh, you know, the good thing is that we have a lot of guys to choose from, you know, <laughs> And we can really get a good look at guys, and uh, we've been getting a lot of returns, so it's it's been good for us. Demarcus Robinson as a punt returner. What are your, what are your thoughts on him? Uh, he drives me nuts a little bit. <laughs> he really does. To be honest, he knows it. Um, you know, I like to see him catch it and keep the ball tight to his body. And, you know, he doesn't do that. Uh, I like to see him get north and south. He doesn't do that. You know, I mean, so those are things that we talk about all the time. You know, he's. Uh, a great make you miss guy. I mean, there's probably nobody better, but uh, he's he's got to learn to get up the field. He's a good catcher, you know. So in an emergency situation, you could use him, you know, as a guy that can get you through a game. Uh, but as an every down guy, uh, he's got he's got a ways to go. Same ballpark is kind of the, the same question, at least with Mike Hughes. Yeah, Mike is Mike is a very very good catcher. Uh, uh, he's a very he's talented returner. Uh, he gets up the field north and so he looks for that north and south right away, uh, whereas he could probably press the edges a little bit more. You know, he's, a, he's, um, he's talented, and we like what we see in him going forward. Dave, with uh, two preseason games, is there anybody that's sort of increased their value in the four phases? Uh, I think Jody Fortson has. Jody, Jody's setting himself up well. Um, uh, not, not really, not, not, no surprises, you know, but, but I was just happy to see Jody, you know, with, with the, as hard as he worked in the offseason to be able to show it 
on the field, uh, you know, as a hold-up guy and, you know, and blocker and cover guy, you know, a physical, um, it's good to see. Side coach, uh, players that are trying to make the team, obviously special teams is, is probably going to be the way to go. Is there anyone that you could possibly tell us that's on the borderline that needs to have a good showing on Friday? Uh, I, I think everybody needs to have a good showing. There, there's guys that um, there's guys that you might think are, are easy ends right now. They're still fighting. I mean, it's it's not over. You know, and that's the thing that I tell them. I say that you know the decision's not made until this last game is done. You know, we get down to 53. So. You know they got to keep fighting. Everybody, um, there's there's a lot of positions that are still open right now, and you know special teams will have something to do with it, but offense and defense mostly. Are there individuals like um, that you give advice to, like, hey, this is what I want to look? Oh, for. they know, they know. I mean, it's clear. I'm I'm a clear. I'm a you know I tell you like it is, guy. And they know they know exactly how they stand. And they know what they need to do. They know that if they need to have a big game or not. There's no gray area with me, you know, and I think that's it's good for the guys to know. Jerry McKinnon, and what does it say about the willingness to do it? Even as what is the Yeah, he's yeah, he's. Um, I'm not sure how much special teams he's had in his past, but he's been playing great for us. I mean, if you know, I'm like every week he does. You know, the last two games, uh, you know, the first game he had the nice hit, you know, as a PP, and then uh, in the second game he had the nice block on on the punt return, you know, out in front of the returner. Boom, he got a knockdown on a big guy. He's not afraid to stick his head in there. He's not afraid to do the dirty work. Um, you know, which is good to see with a veteran guy. You know, you know, you never know how he's going to react, and he's he's really uh, taking the role, uh, you know, and accepted it, and he's doing everything he can. So you know, borderline guys, you talked about Marcus Kemp, the Bruce Fowler, players like that. Yeah. What do you kind of tell them to make sure? Because I know you like Marcus Kemp with special teams. What do you try to tell them that you know they're doing well offensively too, but special teams is all. Yeah, I mean Marcus Kemp, you don't need to say much to because he's a highly motivated, self-motivated guy. He he goes hard all the time. Uh, a, a guy like Fountain, he's got to try to impress on everything he does. Uh, he's got to, he's got to, uh, you know, obviously show up on special teams a little bit more. I mean, that'll that'll help him. But he's he's done such a good job on offense. I'm not saying he, it's a it's a shoot like he's one of those guys that are that, that's battling. He, he's a he's a bubble guy, you know, and and that's you know those guys are they're fighting for for a spot. And there's a lot of competition on this team. You know, when you see us cutting great players like we are have, I mean, you, that this tells you. You know that that we have a lot of competition. How is Calvin doing with the holding Go, holding's fine. He's 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 fine with that. Um, you know he's he set the bar high for himself in that first game, and we know what he can do. Uh, so if he next you know the, the next game if he doesn't hit five zero hang times, it's like he had a bad game. But he he you know he, he the punts that he hit, we only had two in that last game. He hit two fair catches, you know, which is you know was only like a thirty eight or thirty nine yard net, which is what you're looking for, but. You know, he's got the ability to be even better, and, and we know that now. So uh, we expect that out of him. Dave, when you mentioned Jerry Fortson on, on special teams, was that something in the offseason or at least early on in camp that he came to you and said, I, I really want to, want to be better? It, it was actually last year. He actually came into my office. He did, and you could ask him about it. He came in my office. It was uh, during the offseason. What do I need to do? You know, and I just, I just, we just laid it out on for him. And, and he's, you know, and I, that's why I'm so excited about him because he's done it. You know, he's. Got himself in the position, you know, to, to be successful. Is that unusual that a guy would No, no, not unusual at all. Uh, guys come to me if they don't think they're not getting enough reps, they want to know why, you know, <laughs> it's, uh, you know, and I, and I shoot them straight. They, they understand, you know, and, and it helps. I mean, communication is the key. You know, you can't, you know, they don't want to be, you know, I don't think players should be surprised, you know, when they get cut or released, or, you know, I mean, we're, or make the team for that matter. One of the things with him, though, 
was obviously this offseason, he was going into sort of a little bit of a body transformation, switching positions as well. So at your spot, do you immediately know where you're going to put him, or do you kind of wait to see how that plays? Uh, yeah, he kind of, we, we, we tried him at different spots. Uh, like now he can play on the, like, for example, he used to be a slot, like on punt, which is a kind of an intermediate you know, type builds, the safety type. He's gotten so big now, he, I could play him at guard and tackle on punt team. You know, and, and he, he can hold up in there against bigger guys. So and that's a perfect example of how it changed for him. Along those same lines, coaches, um, he had told me previously during camp he had worked out with Delaney Walker to improve his blocking. How, how much of that are you seeing when you mentioned he can play interior and block? Yeah, I mean, I mean, you probably have to ask, you know, uh, you know the tight ends coach, Melvin Moore, uh, about that. But I, I watch him like every day on nine and seven. I can see he's bringing the physicalness and he's running through guys instead of just running two guys. He's starting to run through guys on traps and stuff. So it's that's all confidence, you know. And he's building. You can see his confidence getting built every day. Okay, thanks, coach. All right, we'll see you. Yeah, you know, I think we're on the right track. Uh, there's things we need to improve on, so really now it's just getting to work and improving on those things that we know we need to improve on. Yeah, you know, I think it really just comes down to, you know, how hard you're playing, and I think uh, we've improved on that each week so far, so... Uh, when you play hard, uh, good things are bound to happen. So it was it was good for us, you know. It was there was some fortunate plays for us. So really, it's just you know how can we continue to make that happen now? Ed just mentioned to us that you hate making mistakes. I'm sure as a rookie, it happens sometimes. You get beat. How do you kind of balance out knowing that this is your first year doing something new and mistakes are gonna happen? Yeah, you know you gotta you gotta have high expectations for yourself, and you gotta also be realistic about it too. But uh, you know the big thing is you know not to make the same mistake more than once. You know, that's that's the thing for me is, you know, if I make a mistake once, you know, I'm fine with it. I'm going to catch on to it and not let it happen again. So uh, really that's just my mindset is, you know, making sure I'm not doing the same mistakes uh, more than once. How comfortable are you right now adjusting from college speed to NFL speed and, you know, play calling from your first two preseason games? Yeah, I've been pretty comfortable so far. You know, uh, communication could be uh, a little bit better. Uh, you know, that's something that we're all working on. So that's really, we're just taking it from there. You know, I think uh, it's been pretty good so far, though. Chris, you were a wrestler in the past, uh, and some of the other guys have a wrestling background, too. As an offensive lineman, how much did that play into you know, some of the skills that you've developed, and, and how does it help you today? Yeah, and it helps me a ton, just, you know, understanding leverage, you know, mental toughness, things like that, that wrestling kind of instills in you. So, uh, you know, those are the two main things I'd say that have really helped me a lot. You, of course, are going to get more comfortable with Patrick as you go along. What are some things maybe that are tangible that you say, okay, we are really in a good place going to the regular season that maybe we didn't have at the beginning of our training? Yeah, you know, I think it just comes with reps. Uh, more comfortable you can get with uh, more reps. So uh, that's that's been the main thing is just continuing to get reps with each other and uh, making sure we're making the most of it each time we get those reps. So I think we've done a good job, and we're going to keep improving. Yeah, you know, uh, we don't really think about, you know, us rookies are starting. You know, we don't really think of it that way. You know, we're kind of just showing up to work every day and working. Uh, we don't really care much about, you know, us being rookies, things like that. You know, we're just going to show up and, you know, do the most of what we can and, you know, continue to improve. So 
I think that's been a big help for us so far, you know, because we're not really thinking about being rookies too much. You know, we're just here to work and get to work every day. You said that you don't want to make the same mistake twice. Can you give an example, even if it's sort of something in the weeds, that you feel like you made a mistake once, but the, the learned from it so far is trying to yeah, you know, just early on in OTAs, different things would pop up that uh, I'd be able to fix right away, things like that, you know, and it just comes with reps. You know, uh, each time you rep something, the more comfortable you're going to get with it. So, uh, you know, early on, there were, you know, there were a couple of things here and there that could have been fixed better, and uh, that's something I did. You know, I took it to heart, got to work, and did it. Is there something maybe at OU that you picked up on, maybe a trick or something that prepared you to be in this situation to step right in and play with one? Yeah, you know, uh, really just the way you study film, things like that, uh, understanding of schemes, what you're trying to get done with those schemes, different things like that. Uh, that's something that I learned at OU that's really helped me a lot. And I, I mean, said that, that you've played really well in space. Uh, Andrew Reid has a big reputation on running screen passes. Just why do you think those type of plays where you are able to get out and sort of show your athleticism, why do you think you've been good at that and, and how eager are you to sort of continue to show that? Yeah, you know, uh, it's all about just doing your job. So uh, whenever my number's called to do things like that, you know, I'm going to go do my job the best ability that I can. And, uh, you know, it's been it's been good so far, and we're going to keep improving on it. Okay. Thank you, sir.